Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey there, folks. Greg Shepard here with Higher Ed Retire Podcast. I tell you what, it's been a while since I've done one of these podcasts, so we're going to shake the rust off a little bit. That's not how the saying goes, but you get my drift. Um, Today, I'm going to share with you five, yep, five, one, two, three, four, five, five reasons why you better be considering an age 59 and a half in service withdrawal. So this is a this is a distribution, a qualified distribution from your retirement plan, like a 403B, 457, higher ed university retirement plan, while you're still employed. Now, this really is for those that have the voluntary retirement plans. I haven't ran across, run across an employer retirement plan where the mandatory retirement plan allows this. So it's usually for the voluntary, I should say, always, that I've, that I've seen at least. Now, this is actually a redo of a podcast I did about a year ago. Uh, Same title, same kind of thing where I was talking about the age 59 and a half in-service withdrawal. But the reason I'm redoing this podcast is, you know, folks, I have this silly little podcast here that I do. I have a LinkedIn group, obviously on LinkedIn. It's kind of a shameless plug. So look to uh, join my LinkedIn group if you're so inclined. And of course, I have webinars. I have, I'm kind of all over the place in little spurts on the web here and there. And plus I get emails and phone calls from clients as well. And the questions always run the gamut. You know, typically we're talking about Roth IRAs or Roth conversions or Roth 403Bs, uh, RMDs, QCDs, all kinds of different things. And actually somebody approached me the other day through email, just kind of out of curiosity, asking me what's the, they were, they were trying to learn about different things. And they did, you know, the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. Okay. And that certainly applies to what we're talking about today. But this individual asked me via email, what's the number one question that people ask you regarding retirement plans? And I thought to myself, you know, that's a great question. But, and I emailed back to this person. I said, hey, this is a great question, but you're, you're asking it the wrong way. What the question should be is, let's see if I can word this correctly. What's the one question that isn't being asked regarding the retirement plans that should be asked. Okay. Now think about that. So the old saying, again, you don't know what you don't know. So the number one question regarding retirement plans should be about maybe I'd say three things. So maybe the top three questions, Roth 403Bs, brokerage link, and in-service age 59 and a half and older distributions, qualified distributions. But nobody asks about those questions or those topics because you don't know what you don't know. Okay, now that I've finished confusing myself and probably everybody else out there, let's go ahead and, and, and get going here. And actually, before I get going, the, the catalyst for this podcast, not only was that question there, but I'll, I'll fill you in on a little story here, just a short story, so bear with me. I've been doing these 59 and a half in-service withdrawals for quite some time, where they make sense, okay, for certain folks. So during 2020, we're still going through this pandemic. Hopefully, we're on the tail end. I'm coming to you on March on 2021. Uh, hopefully we'll look back on this and see that we are at the tail end. But during 2020, when we were going through the meat, quote unquote here, the meat of the pandemic, I had a client um, email me. I think, yeah, a phone call, email, I can't recall exactly. And this person wanted to get into certain investments, okay? 
March hit in 2020, the market just nose dove, nose dive, took a nose dive, went down. Okay, it went down a lot. And this person thought, hey, I, I've been wanting to get into alternative energy. And even though this person had Brokerage Link, folks, if you don't know what Brokerage Link, you need to know. I have a podcast on that, or just contact me and I'll let you know. So this individual already had Brokerage Link. And I, I can tell you, I know the plan specifically. They didn't have great alternative energy investments inside the Brokerage Link. They had it, but I think the, from what I recall, the fees were a little high and they just weren't what we were specifically looking for. This individual, uh, she, early 60s, I can't recall exactly, but she was over 59 and a half. So I said, hey, let's go ahead and look at ETFs. Okay, ETFs are just investments in the stock market, in the bond market, but in this case, the stock market. Let's look at some ETFs that specialize in alternative energy. And sure enough, we found three or four. So I said, hey, let's do this. Let's just go ahead and take all of your money in your voluntary plan. We'll leave your mandatory because we had to. So we'll leave your mandatory alone. We'll take your voluntary out of your retirement plan while you're still in service. You're still contributing to your plan, but we're going to take out the money that's there, roll it over to an IRA, tax-free, no penalties, all that good stuff, nothing of that of that sort. And from there, we can get alternative energy. We can invest the rest of the account kind of similar to how you are now. And not only did we get alternative energy, we found other sectors that she was interested in that were better with that rollover IRA than the choices she had within that brokerage link account. Okay. So I really, really love the brokerage link account, but even that may not serve all of your investment needs. Okay. So if you're over 59 and a half, this could be a very good option for you. So just exactly what in the heck is an in-service withdrawal? Now it's, it's, it's fairly simple. An in-service withdrawal is just a qualified distribution that you're allowed to take from your company retirement plan. When I say company, I'm talking about your higher education institution. Now, you're still employed by that institution, okay? It will allow you to do a direct transfer or rollover of up to 100%. So you don't have to do your whole account. You can do partial, which we've done before. So 100% of your vested funds. That's why, you know, your voluntary accounts are going to be vested. So that's why we see this more in the in the voluntary side. You're going to take that money, you're going to roll it over to a custodian of your choice. Okay, the big ones are like Schwab, we use Schwab, Fidelity, um, TD Ameritrade, things, custodians like that, okay? Okay, so as I go through the reasons as to why you want to do this, make sure you contact an advisor, okay? Um, make sure it fits your situation. Make sure you know the costs of doing this, okay? So that's very important as well. And like I mentioned prior, this transfer or rollover does not close your current account with your employer. Even if you move 100% of the funds from it, uh, making your current balance down to zero, okay? Your company plan will remain open. And folks, this can be a pretty powerful planning strategy for the future of your retirement. Why? Okay, so here we go. So, so let's go ahead and get into these reasons. I got five of them, like I mentioned. I may not do all five, I might just kind of feel, I'll kind of feel it out and see how important they are to you. Try to keep your attention. So let's go ahead and start with number one. And I'm, I'm going to read some of this verbatim. So, so bear with me if it sounds a little, uh, what's the word boring. Okay. But just bear with me here. So once you reach age 59 and a half, your risk level should be decreasing. That makes sense because you're getting closer to retirement in a few years. This in-service withdrawal is going to allow you to move any amount of money, like I mentioned, up to 100% from your current company plan to an account that is custom fit for your specific situation. Any amount of money you move via this in-service withdrawal, you can structure to protect that money 
from the market any way you see fit. So as you get older, let me back up a little bit. As you get older, you get more in the bond market, right? Typically, 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 not always, but typically because you want less volatility. So as you get older, even though, folks, maybe you moved over to that broker's link or maybe not, all right, this in-service withdrawal is going to allow you to go, in my case, with my clients, we're going to go over to Charles Schwab. When we're over at Charles Schwab, we can ask to access more of these uh, conservative investments. We have more to choose from over there than we do even in the broker's link account. So if we want to get more risk-averse, more bond investments that pay maybe more income, the, we have the gamut. We have the whole spectrum, okay, of investments over there at Schwab. So you do get more choices. That's a big, big, big advantage of doing this. Choices, 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 okay? Just grow exponentially when you do this 59 and a half in-service withdrawal. Okay, let's move on. Number two, uh, this is a qualified distribution. It's not a taxable distribution when done correctly, okay? There's no mandatory 20% withholding, nor is there a 10% penalty on the distribution like there is. So if you were prior, if you were under age 59 and a half, there would be a 10% penalty uh, for doing this, but not so in this case. The funds, they're going to be moved to a qualified tax-deferred account like an IRA, a rollover IRA, and there is no taxable income reported to the IRS. You'll get, there'll be a 1099, but you're going to have, I can't remember the box code, the letter, but it's going to be a non, non-taxable distribution, okay? Okay, number three, kind of similar to number one, but let me just, again, just entertain me here. So your employer plan, most of you are going to be in this, this, this core investment lineup where the institution had, has hired an outside party, a third-party company, to choose these investments for you, or the board chose them for you. You you had you had no control over the investment options. Okay, so you have a limited amount of investment options. A rollover can offer you several things that aren't available inside your company plan. Like I mentioned, we have more more choices from a fixed income and stock market uh, side of things. Okay, so let's move on. Number three, what if you needed income now? Okay, so let me. Let me expand a little bit. So distributions from a company, so your employer retirement plan, your 403Bs, 457s, they're going to have a mandatory 20% tax withholding. So when you take money out, you're mandated to withhold 20%. Rolling over funds to an IRA, that's going to avoid that 20% uh, tax withholding. Any funds that are moved into an IRA can immediately be used for income and there's no 10% penalty or forced tax holding. Does that make sense? So when you when you do that 59 and a half and older distribution as a qualified distribution goes over to an IRA. This is if you need an income now. You need money for whatever reason. Then you take money from that IRA. Okay? No 10% penalty, no 20% mandated withholding. It's a cheaper way, more efficient way to get money now if you need it. Okay, so but you can you can decide to withhold taxes if you wanted to from the distribution from the IRA. Okay, so it's not like you you're not going to. You can choose to do that. Okay, next uh, I don't know what number we're on, but we're going to move on. Okay, so RMD planning. So RMD R is required minimum distribution planning. Tax deferred accounts. They have very so tax deferred by the way IRAs. Okay, that's what I'm talking about here. IRAs have various rules for when your required minimum distributions begin. Now this, let me back up again. So this would also apply to your employer, your higher ed institution, uh, 403B, your your tax deferred accounts, if you're not employed. So if you're retired, this would apply as well to those accounts. So let me start over. 
tax-deferred accounts have various rules for when your required minimum distributions begin. Having retirement money in both a company plan, so your higher ed institution plan, and an IRA can offer you multiple options for dealing with, you know, good old Uncle Sam and the tax-infested distributions they're going to require. Okay, I got, you know, I got a couple other numbers here, uh, topics with 59 and a half and over distributions, but let me, let me kind of move on. I'm not sure if those will be really apropos to, to the situation. So I, I did mention this earlier, you know, the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. So this is one of those topics that really fits that, that mantra, that saying. Uh, a lot of people don't realize you can do 59 and a half um, and over in-service withdrawals, qualified distributions. And people that do, there's not one person that has done this and looked back and said, man, I wish I really wouldn't have done that. Uh, just the opposite. Everyone that, that's done it has looked back. You know, we do a review ever so often, and we talk about it, and everyone's happy that they did it, okay? Now, I've talked about some pros. I think, the, you, know, you know, honestly, if we kind of summarize just quickly, the biggest pro the amount of options that you have, okay? So when you when you roll that money over to an IRA, you have not infinite. That's that's being dramatic. You have thousands of investment choices, okay? So you can accomplish your investment goals a lot easier by implementing this strategy. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't say there's, you know, you got to be careful of one thing, okay? I'm talking about all these good things, but, you know, you're, you're thinking in your head, well, there's got to be some reason people don't do it. Well, A, they don't know about it. That's the biggest reason they don't do it. B, you got to be careful of costs, okay? Higher ed institutions have done a great job over the, fa- over the past uh, 10 years, less than that, of crushing down expenses. Not not great job. They've done a good job, okay? So the expenses are pretty low. Unbeknownst to you, you still pay costs above and beyond. Most uh, employers will have mutual funds. So above and beyond the mutual fund costs, you're going to have these quarterly costs as well, okay? Administrative charges. So when you roll that money over, if you do it yourself, obviously you're not paying an advisor. So you're not at zero, okay? But if you're paying an advisor like myself, the most I charge is 1%, okay? Now, I'm going to get into ETFs and very low-cost investments, but I have to get paid as well. So keep that in mind, all right? But a good advisor should put you in a situation where their fee justifies is justified by the better investments that you're in. Okay, so hopefully, like for, in my case, if I'm charging 1%, hopefully not only can I provide more service than what you're getting now, more knowledge, more education, but we don't like to talk about rate of return, but hopefully I can do 1% better than what you're doing on your own per year to justify that fee. Okay, enough of that. All right, folks, I've rambled off enough. Uh, I think this is an awesome, op- awesome option in your retirement plan that everybody should at least look into. Obviously, if you're over 59 and a half, it wouldn't do you much good if you're under that age. But if you're not sure if it's if it fits your situation, folks, email me, uh, greg at shepherdfinancial.com, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, uh, website, safinancialservices.com. My phone number at my home office in Kansas City is 913-521-2381. Uh, thanks for hanging in there, folks. I know I kind of rambled on this time, but uh, like I said, I haven't done this in a while, so I'm trying to kind of knock off that rust a little bit. All right, folks, you take care. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey. Please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. 
S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.